Hello there, and welcome to the Celibate Vegan Compadres. Hi, hi, hi. I am your hostess. <laughs> I heard that. I'm your hostess, Monique Lukens, along with my co-host, Chandler Klebs. And I'm broadcasting today from Hollywood, California on Sunset Boulevard, the place where uh, it's difficult for celibates to be. <laughs> well, still, celibates hey, around. Monique, it's difficult for celibates to be anywhere. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, I'm getting ready to see a screening of a new film that I was in, Chandler. I was a background actor in a film called La La Land. So watch out for me. I'm, um, uh, am I allowed to say what I was doing? Oh, I, I don't even know if it's released. No, I don't think it's released. Yeah, I so don't you know. better comment here and you better ask what I, who, who I was because by that time it'll be released and then I'll be good. Yeah. Um, so, so here we are. It is not even a week since uh, the general elections in America happened, 2016, and there are all sorts of riots, and there are a lot of people that are very upset about the fact still that Donald Trump was accused of all these sexual harassment and assault cases, and for all of them, he just called the women liars. As little as a few days before the election, the one that was probably the worst uh, was a 13-year-old, former 13-year-old, who said that he had brutally sexually assaulted her at a like a modeling party. Um, she was uh, she was scoped out to go to the the party. They were looking for young girls, and, um, and she, she's she's had this lawsuit a few times and she had a, a very powerful lawyer and then she dropped it and said it wasn't true but she knew that Trump is a rapist and that's why she said it I you know I don't know and I don't want to go on and on about this but I have my theory that she really could have been sexually assaulted and was scared because I mean Obviously, there was a honk in the background. That's yeah, like I think we all heard that. <laughs> Possibly an affirmation, I don't know. But I think that she was scared, and that may have been the reason that she said he didn't do it. I don't know, but I mean, she did say that she did it because she felt that, you know, she knows that he is a rapist. And I, I just don't understand. She has this huge lawyer that would have allowed something like that. Not that a lawyer could know everything about your business, but um, I don't know. It just seems very odd to me. It also kind of correlates to when he was accused by his first wife, Ivana, of raping her in the marriage. What happened there is the account goes that he was upset about a plastic surgeon that she had referred him to and he got angry and tugged out her hair some of her hair and then thrust his male genitalia in her and she wound up locking herself in the bathroom and crying now this this came out during divorce court and later she settled with Trump and 
she stated, oh, uh, I don't want it to be thought of as rape. Uh, I just felt violated. So the, the language was changed there after the settlement. So, you know, why, why did she change her story? Did, did she, did she um, embellish things because she was upset with Trump? Or did it really happen? And, you know, due to the settlement or, you know, being afraid, maybe, I don't know, or just maybe a woman in her position, you know, she's from Eastern Europe, they're a little, they tend to be maybe not now as much, but a little bit more submissive. Um, So again, I don't know any, I don't know any of this. And I don't want to accuse Donald Trump falsely. But since the 1980s, he's had, he's had accusations. And I just can't believe it's only because he's a billionaire because there's plenty of billionaires that don't have a long laundry list of harassment and, um, sexual assault. So, yeah. And of course now I, w- I have a few things to say about that whole thing. Of course, I don't want to a- accuse Donald Trump falsely either, but I would like to say why I do believe that he raped those women. And of course I could be wrong about this, but uh, since we're on the subject about it, I, uh, you know, to a certain extent, I go by, does this person seem like a trustworthy person? Does Donald Trump seem like an honest, open guy? I don't think so. I I have a general distrust of politicians in general, and I do feel like, based on everything that I have heard and read, that Donald Trump wanted to be president for who knows what reason and would say anything um, that would get him there. Um, and, and he'll say different things to different people. That's what I think politicians often do. And so I feel like in a particular case where a person is dishonest and has previously talked about grabbing women by a word that I'm not going to say, um, that it makes him sound like he's a rapist. You know, he doesn't, he just, he seems like he's the kind of guy who's forceful and dishonest and and power hungry and so he does seem like someone who could be a rapist so i could be wrong but as for me i am convinced he raped those women cuz i cuz i have a tendency to believe that rape victims would not go through the shame and ridicule that they do of of coming out saying someone raped them unless there was some truth to it you know, that's my reasoning, and so I tend to believe that, yes, he has raped those women. But what I will say is that there are people who, even if they did believe that he raped those women, they would still vote for him anyway. And this all comes down to everybody has this lesser of two evils philosophy, except me, and, and I don't think you go with that either, where they look i think monique everybody is a single issue voter when it comes down to it because sure they care about multiple issues but when it comes to um when it comes there's always one issue that is their priority and so i think there there are perhaps i may even have some explanations as to why i believe that donald trump won this election um, and I don't know if if you think we should I should mention that or not. Um, but there was actually something else that I have been thinking about for the past few hours that I wanted to mention, if you don't mind. Go ahead. 
As you know, I did not vote in the 2016 election, and and there will be a lot of people who are going to be screaming at me just for that as they listen to this because everybody has this idea that you absolutely should vote like it's your duty to your country or something that you have to vote. But I want to explain, not that I need to defend or excuse my my not voting to anyone, because I say if you have the right to vote, you have the right not to vote. So I don't need to defend anything, but I would like to explain why I did not vote. Because I feel that something happens with me in these lesser of two evil situations where I have basically paralysis completely unable to come to a 100% certainty of which of the evils is lesser. I do not feel like I, I – I do not believe I am an omniscient being who knows everything. And therefore, I, no matter how I vote, I could end up coming to regret it later. And it seems to me that when a person is ignorant and they know they're ignorant, it is best not to participate in something like that. Because I, I just don't know. You know, that's, that's part of it. But see, at the same time, Monique, this is something that is very important. You, you know, I do podcasts with other people, um, my, the other shows that I, I do with the other co-hosts. Um, and... Some of them are pro-Hillary. Some of them are pro-Hillary, no matter what. One in particular um, was just so pro-Hillary. Others don't didn't like Hillary or Trump, um, but they thought Hillary was the lesser of two evils. And then, of course, uh, like I'll mention that you have been you've been loyal to Bernie Sanders this whole time, as far as I know. Yes, Where, I have. Yes, and, and what's I'm it? one of your other people. I'm one of his other people. Yeah, Me, Chandler. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not an other people. You're the hostess of this podcast, so I don't consider you an other. It, you, I, when I talk about the other co-hosts, I, I mean the ones who are not on here, because <laughs> only we're the celibate vegan compadres. The others don't go for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's very interesting and. About the whole Bernie Sanders thing, of course I'm politically ignorant, and and so as far as I know, Bernie Sanders seems like a nice guy. He seems a little bit more straightforward. He seems less shady. So the truth is, had he been the the DNC uh, whatever the Democratic nominee or whatever, perhaps had that happened. And I thought he actually had a good chance of winning. Maybe I would have voted for Bernie. And some of my other friends, they were Bernie supporters too. But after the whole DNC thing and after he was basically cast out of the presidential race, then they just gave up and figured they had to go with Hillary. And so maybe a person who – like I know that people will criticize – I'm sure they have criticized you, Monique, already. And however, oh, I yes. – yeah. I've lost friends, actually. I've been yeah. called stupid. F you. Yeah. You should have listened to Bernie. You weren't yeah. supporting him because you didn't go with Hillary. All yeah. that stuff happened. I, yeah, I'm sure that people have said all those things to you. But I do not think people should should criticize you for that. I really do not. Because, Monique, here's this philosophy that I have is if people are going to tell you to vote, 
and then you you vote or or whatever promote uh, the candidate that you believe is the is the best then why would they complain of who you of who you vote for when they told you to vote you know what i mean there's something weird about this whole thing it's like people want to tell you that you have to vote and they're mad at you if you don't vote but then when you do vote they're mad at you if you do and it's a catch 22 and so I feel like personally, Monique, that while my friends on the other um, podcasts are quick to say that people who voted for Trump are stupid and criticize them and say they're immoral, you know, and, and while I'm not for Trump by any means, um, not that it matters now if, because he's most likely going to be end up being our president, but here's the deal. The point is, I don't. I just don't feel that it's a very nice thing to make fun of people based on how they voted or didn't vote. If you know what I'm saying. Well, I can tell you right now that I'm not pleased with the people that cast a vote for Trump. Before they did that, if I saw that they were doing that and they were somewhat close to me on Facebook, you know, having known them for years or whatnot. I would suggest that they write in Bernie and state that I'm very concerned with the sexual assault allegations and whatnot. I would never say, F you, I'm never speaking to you again because you're talking this way. I will admit I did take someone off as a friend, but I, I was very like, what can I say? Um, diplomatic, like nice, like wouldn't be shouting at him that he was whatever, fill in the blank, you know, exclamation point, pound sign, dollar sign, at sign, you know, I, because I, that doesn't solve anything. In this particular election, because of that big issue, and I told him, I'm not, I told the same person, I am not a fan of Hillary either. I think that she may be in, have been involved with some sexual assault. I don't yeah. know. There's some WikiLeaks and whatnot. I haven't scoped everything out. Apparently, the husband probably was, and she probably dismissed the victims. But she may have had something as well. I don't know. And again, I don't want to accuse her. Right. But, but I wasn't said, for either of them. Yeah, you said something here, important. You said something. And I cast the vote for Sanders. He's a man. Now, don't you think that, I mean, as a female, I, it ha, it is, it, it's been more difficult for females in this world. It just is. And I think that even men, most men would say that. So <laughs> I would like to see a female president. It would be nice, but I'm not going to put somebody in there that's like lying and cheating and possibly had something to do with sexual yeah. assault, even like maybe dismissing victims i'm just not going to do that because i don't want that type of woman oh yeah i that completely fact, in some ways it's even more dangerous you know completely my own gender and if your own gender is thinking that way which there are plenty of women that do yeah i completely and we'll talk agree about that in a moment yeah i just wanted to say i completely agree with you there i know there's some people who just want a a woman president so bad that they don't care who that woman is 
And so Hillary Clinton is a woman, yeah, but so are you, Monique. I'd vote for you, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but you, yeah, you said you said something important about when people are like f you and f that, f that, and f Trump and f Republicans, because my friends are like that. But uh, you know, my other co-hosts, I mean, you know, they they just want to f everybody and name call them and insult them, and it's not helpful. That will not make a better country. That will not make a better world. That will not improve the morality of people. That will not improve our laws. All it does is create hostility when we insult people and blame people. And Monique, you know me, I'm I'm heavily into the philosophy that we should not blame people for anything. And it's hard for people to accept that because that, I know you're not fully down with the whole determinism, no free will thing. But I and, – and of course, that's really the main topic of the other podcast, not the Celebrity Vegan Compadres. But I just want to say that I just understand that people, even if they are completely wrong, even if what they are doing is misinformed or ignorant or just downright immoral, in their minds – they either believe themselves to be doing the right thing, they could be wrong, but they believe themselves to be doing the right thing, or they're a psychopath who doesn't care who who they help or hurt, you know? And it's it's very difficult, and I feel that in spite of our best intentions, in spite of the intentions of all my co-hosts um, on the Free Will Science and Religion podcast who want to create a world of less less envy, blame, arrogance, and inequality, I feel like when this political season came around, their emotions took over and hijacked their logic, and then they started blaming They started blaming people for who they voted for or for not voting, and I felt like they even had a hostility towards me, and I hope I'm wrong about that. But yeah, I just don't want people to be shaming and blaming and name-calling. I, I want people to be respectful um, and talk with people about things. I, I, I certainly think it's one thing to, to explain why you think they should write in Bernie Sanders. It's another thing to do like my other friends is like, like, F you, you voted for Trump, you're an idiot, you know? You know, it's like, I, I think that's terrible, you know? They just don't have the right attitude. And I feel that, Monique, how many of us really know what's true? How many of us really know what the facts are, whether it's politics, religion, science, anything? There's so much we don't know. But perhaps I could just say I'm inclined to trust people who seem like they have a moral character, people who seem honest, who seem like they have compassion, which is part of why – look, I may not know much, but – because, because, like, I tend to trust you because I think you're, like, one of the most compassionate people I know, Monique, and that stands for something. So while I still haven't been for sure what is what was the right thing th this whole election season or whatever, I just feel like I really respect what you've been doing, whether or not you succeed. Because I still feel like it's important for somebody to do what they believe in even if they don't have a chance at success. Uh, thank you so much for saying that. Well, you know, if, if you really felt that you didn't have the knowledge to cast a vote, um, then I agree that you should have abstained. I mean, it is your right. I will say that there were other third parties and whatnot. There was even a vegan candidate running for um, president, which I would have gotten behind. But 
you know, by the time I found him out, nobody knew who he was, but everybody knew who Bernie Sanders was. And I truly felt that he deserved the Democratic nomination because he was hoodwinked unethically out of being the Democratic candidate. And, you know, even though he went with Hillary, did he really do that of his own free will? I'm not so sure. I know that he had a smile on his face and he, he got the... I know he had a smile on his face and that, sorry, somebody's like cutting into the conversation here. Uh, okay. As I said, I'm in a line here and my partner here, Melissa, I think she's looking for me. Hi, uh, Melissa. I'm here. Okay. All right. We're going to continue the conversation in the movie theater. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, there's these are important things that have to be said. Hey. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Chandler. Why don't you talk for a moment till I get situated? Because I do have to say what I was going to say. Go ahead, but you talk. Okay, yeah, I have a few things to say to our audience. I mean, see, when this election thing came around, when it, like, it, you know, it was, it was the year 2016, and in, like, the early spring or whatever is when my friends started talking politics, and... Then all of a sudden I, I hear these these names, Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump, and I'm like, who are these people? I didn't even know because I don't watch TV. I don't listen to radio. I stay out of all the po political thing. I've done that for a long time. And so to me, these were completely new people. I had never heard of Donald Trump or Bernie Sanders before. And of course I had heard of Hillary Clinton before because, you know, yeah, she – you know, people would talk about her and Bill back when he was president, and I had listened to some speeches by Hillary Clinton enough to know that I didn't agree with with her politics. But you know, I just I feel like um, there is an interesting gap between people's ethics and their their political positions. Like the two don't always merge, and I feel like. It's one thing a per like a lot of people they feel that something is immoral yet they don't feel that it should be illegal and they may have various reasons for that. And so for a long time I've stayed out of politics because people criticize me even for more, for my moral positions. They they heavily criticize uh, somebody like me who is anti-abortion and someone who's vegan and it's very interesting because if I was to vote um, according to my moral convictions or ethical convictions however you want to say it and tried to politically vote in a way that I thought would bring the, that stuff about people would be mad at that and yet they want me to vote and I, I think that's just so strange because what it comes down to is we've never actually been able had the opportunity to actually vote for a vegan presidential candidate. We I don't think ever in history have we had the opportunity. If that opportunity arises in the future, I may vote for that person. Will they win? Probably not because most people are carnists and they would not and they would not approve of, of if there was a vegan who wanted to ban the sale of meat, dairy and eggs and honey or whatever. They would not they would not do that. 
And so I feel like that's an important thing. But I also feel like, and I, I know you may not always agree with this, Monique, um, but I, I do think that abortion should have restrictions placed on it, even if not a full outright ban of all abortions. I, I just feel that there needs to be restrictions to some extent, and there doesn't, and there should not be government funding. There should not be federal funding of Planned Parenthood, and so many people are are mad at at people who think there should be legal restrictions on abortion actually i'll tell you right now i agree with everything that you are saying i do i i only feel that pregnancy terminations i don't even like saying the word i think that they should only be in emergency situations and I've already told you what my emergency situations are. I don't want to get into that, but I, I believe it. You know, I knew somebody who had three of them. She was an actor friend of mine. I was stunned. I didn't want to judge her anything, but she said, yeah, and it felt good. I was like, I, I don't understand. Um, she was from Eastern Europe. And there are people that have used this as a means of birth control. I don't think that it is being used as much like that. It seems like a hard method of birth control, even worse than taking a pill and having your body wreak havoc. Uh, I think that this is so dangerous, and it's just, it's so sad. But, um, yeah, so I didn't mean to cut you off, but going back to what I said with Bernie Sanders and smiling and campaigning with Hillary, what you just said there about uh, people's morals and ethics matching their politics it made me think actually what I was gonna say um, that I, I thought like Bernie well maybe maybe he was kind of afraid and that's why he did and whatnot but now then now that I'm thinking about it maybe he was being a gentleman about it even if he had been um, tricked connived by the DNC because he did state that he was going to support her, and he followed through. Even all, even though all that stuff came out on her, he followed through. And whether or not I agree with that, I mean, I don't think I could have done that unless a gun was to my head. <laughs> but you know, he did. So, um, I mean, he did push a few platform issues through at the DNC that she never would have said had he not. You know, raised it with all the people that were so behind him. Um, and so what I wanted to say when you said you didn't want to vote, that's fine, you can abstain. But there, there were other choices. But still, if you felt that giving a vote to the other choices would just help one of the lesser of the two evils, I can understand that. As a female, I got to say that since I only had the... Um, the right to vote since the 1920s, of course I wasn't around, 1920. I almost feel it's even more important for a female to go because we had to fight to get that. Yeah, and, I understand that. And people that. were killed. And, well, men were killed, you know, for the right to have their independence from Great Britain and whatnot. But, um, you know, there's other countries that women can't vote and probably... I don't know these countries, but there's probably countries where no one can vote. <laughs> yeah. You know, dictator countries. So that's why I feel that it's a civic duty 
um, I always feel that even if it's hard to fight City Hall, as the expression goes, there's always room to try to change, not to get sick, but if you get enough numbers, you can make a change. The last thing I'll say before um, you start speaking again is right now the 530 electors have not cast their final vote. So these are like presumptions that they are going to vote for Trump. And I don't understand, since they're presumptions, how he could already be considered president-elect. There, there, there should be a different title because he's not elected until December the 19th. And I don't think it's a good idea for him to meet with Obama until the decision has been finalized. But we call ourselves the Bernie think tank. <laughs> And we are the members of the Bernie Sanders write-in team that have now merged to um, see to it that the electors know that the people are very upset about this choice and it was not of their own accord. What do I mean? What I mean is if Sanders was the true Democratic nominee, he was usurped out of it. If Sanders had been on the ticket, and it would have been Sanders-Trump, more than likely Sanders would have won that. Am I presuming anything? No, not really, because the polls showed that Sanders was way ahead of Trump before the primary than Hillary's numbers ever showed. And that's why when people had the choice to vote for Hillary or Trump, and you know those people that thought, if I, if I vote for anybody else, I'm just throwing my vote away, those people, if they truly wanted Sanders on the ticket, but he couldn't be on the ticket because of what the DNC did unethically, then those people did not have their own free will of a choice for the candidate that they wanted. And I know that you have the show where you do not believe in free will, but we still live in a system where legally we are supposed to have our own free will. And an illegal document this is this is what you go through, you know. You are questioned. Are you saying this of your own free will? Yeah. And yeah. so, if people cast their ballot to Hillary because they were afraid of Trump, but they really wanted Sanders, wasn't their free will. If yeah. people cast their vote to Trump because they were afraid of Hillary and because Trump at least had change attached to him, because Sanders had change attached to him as well. He was a politician. Trump wasn't a politician. That's something that kind of people like. But the main thing is people wanted change. And so if Sanders wasn't there to have change, then who was? Trump. So yeah. I think it's a very good strategy. We're trying to reach out to 100 million people. You might get a phone call or you might get our petition. And we're asking people to um, get 10 more committed people to call then 10 more committed people or sign our petition. And it might come down to where you will have to sign an affidavit stating that you did not vote according to your free will, if indeed that is what happened. Yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there. I know that it's a celibate vegan compadre show, but you know, it's not just the celibate, the celibacy of the body. It's the celibate of the mind. <laughs> we want to have, we want to have a pure mind. We don't want to have a corrupted mind. We don't want to have a mind control mind. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's why I'm telling you that. Yeah, I believe that I can clarify a lot of confusion to our listeners here now. Basically, Monique, what you mean to say 
the way people voted in this election was it really what they wanted to do or was it something that they were pushed into doing because they wanted to vote for Bernie Sanders but he was kicked out were they able that to is, do what they wanted that is correct yes and we wouldn't try this for anybody else because I mean, you could say, well, I want it Mickey Mouse, you know, I'll sign an affidavit. <laughs> well, the fact is Mickey Mouse was not the true Democratic nomination. It's or the too bad, isn't it? It's too bad we didn't have Mickey Mouse. <laughs> well, maybe I could find him. I'm only an hour away, but I think he's going to pass this time around. But for Sanders, he was the true nominee. And that's why we could do this. Not with anybody else. Yeah, and, and what I would like to point out is, you know, see, the whole political season and this whole voting thing is tied in with the idea of Americans having freedom and having a choice in the politics. But here, all I mean to say is that what it comes down to what a choice is, we understand that whether or not you vote or don't vote, or wh whoever you voted for, if you did vote, there are reasons why you did that. S people voted Hillary because they were afraid of Trump, and some people voted Trump because they were afraid of Hillary. And, uh, and others voted for Bernie Sanders, and, and others wanted to, but perhaps did not because they were afraid it would mean that, that Trump would win, you know? There's all these different fear factors, and... Even though uh, philosophically, as a determinist, I would state that there's no actual literal such thing as a free choice, I believe you, Monique, would agree that if somebody's choice is just a result of being scared into that choice, that they were that they're that it was entirely based on fear, would you call a fear-based decision a free choice? No. Exactly. That's the thing is I feel that there was – there's so much fear. There's so – people – they fear um, certain politicians, what, what, what will, they will do if they get into office. And you know something else? I think sometimes – and this is rather selfish I believe, but I think some people, they vote for a candidate not so much because of the, the what effect they believe it will have on the country but because they fear losing family or friends unless they vote the way that their relatives or their friends want them to vote. And I feel a lot of people may face this because if they're in a family who has political views that they're very stubborn about, they may go along with their family out of fear of rejection from their family. And I think that's a real fear that it's like – Sure, you can understand why people just want to side with the majority and not make waves so that they can maintain the reputation. But at the same time, it just seems so selfish. It just seems so wrong to not go with what you believe is right, but just to do what your family or your friends want you to do. And I felt – and personally, I felt, Monique, that I was too influenced by all these different people that – I do podcasts with and their politicalness. It's like, I, I'm my, what I understand is based off of what they tell me. There's what you tell me. There's what what George tells me. There's what all the others tell me. And it's like, 
I don't want to have to pick which of my friends I believe is telling me the truth. I don't I don't want to have to to pick one friend over the other because I felt like to take the advice of any of my friends and believe them was a rejection of my other friends. And so I and I maybe that's not right, but that's just honestly how I felt as I felt like like not only was everyone requiring me to to pick a team between these uh, politicians, but as if I had to to pick uh, uh, teams or pick sides among my friends, and I can't do that. Well, I understand. I do feel though that with the information that you had that you researched on your own, regardless of what you heard from any of us, if you would have liked, you could have made that decision. But I can see where it had been confusing for you. And I thank you for letting me know that because there's a lot of younger people that I've heard, which I'm really stunned about that say they don't believe in politics. Nothing's going to happen and they're not going to vote. And I always thought that, like, the younger people should be, like, the most eager to cast their vote and to try to make the change. In fact, we saw many of them um, fans of Bernie Sanders. He got the young vote. He got everybody in, in the 20s, practically. And we're, we're actually going to be contacting a lot of them as we are attempting to turn around this, um, should I say, mess that we are in. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, just, I just know that it's the system that we have now, and if we can even make a dent of change, that would be great. If this signed affidavit thing does not work, where people are attesting to they didn't vote according to their own free will, and if the you know, millions of signatures that we're attempting to get on the petition that I gave you doesn't work, well, we tried, like you said, and you, know, you, you admire me for that. And I do feel that the more and more people promote things for change, the more it happens. Just like when gay people wanted to get married, you know, they were in parades and stuff. And, you know, there are people like, why do they have to be in parades or whatever? You know, like, <laughs> great people don't have, like, a hetero, like, parade. or like, Yeah. But they just, keep, they just kept pushing for it. And it took a long time, but after a while, they pushed through. And I'm not saying whether they should be married or not, you know. I mean, well, personally, I mean, I feel that it's better to be who who you are and to love who you are because I wouldn't want somebody I wouldn't want a husband who's gay and then like I didn't know that and then 25 years later he leaves me because he's like oh well I always felt this way and I can't take it anymore I'm leaving you know yeah that's got to come um, as a shock yeah I mean after you've invested like your whole life into the person so but my, my point is the, the, the more people that are asking for it, the more likely it's going to happen because strength are in numbers. Yeah, and, and you know, that's a, that brings up an important point, Monique. Even though it seems like people lose a few battles here and there uh, while, they're can't, while they're advocating for a certain cause, they lose a lot and it gets discouraging. But through their persistence 
sometimes they eventually succeed. And so, sure, it doesn't look like it, like we, it, you know, it doesn't look like anybody won anything of any moral significance through this election, at least not yet. But come on, someone like you is still doing good whether or not this whole Bernie Sanders thing works or not. And Bernie Sanders is still going to be doing good. He'll still be a good influence um, wherever he's at, whatever he's doing. Even if he didn't become the president, he still will have influence. And I just want to point out that, you know what, Monique? All of us have influence. We all affect other people. Everything is connected, you know. And it's important to remember that just because you're not a politician, just because you may not be the most powerful speaker, you may not be the smartest or most educated, you know, you, you may not be the best socially connected, especially if you're autistic like me, but people still watch what you do and they pay attention. The funny thing is I would choose you over – <laughs> someone that was possibly Harvard educated. Seriously, <laughs> I think that you have, it's not just your smarts, it's the compassion behind it and the, the values behind it because you can be very well educated, but you could be lacking that. So yeah, I mean, you could be. I would choose you over many. Well, it, it really, if, that way. well, it really cheers me up to hear you say that, Monique. And I, I agree because here's the point: a person can be a brilliant scientist who just finds a way to make weapons of mass destruction and kill people. So you can be smart, but you can be evil. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Similarly, you can be a complete ignoramus. You could be even stupid, but if you've got compassion. Your compassion will eventually lead you to do the right thing with the, as much as you're able to with the knowledge you have. So I feel like a, a person with compassion, a person with morals is doing the best they can. And even if it may not be as great as if they were smarter or knew more – they're still doing some positive in the world, and so I, it, it does cheer me up to hear you say that because while I, 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 I do not feel very confident in, in myself as a speaker exactly, and I do not feel like I, I'm very persuasive after all just because I have no evidence that I've ever convinced anyone to go vegan. I have no evidence that I've ever talked anyone out of murdering anybody or, or out of raping anybody, you know. Um, it'd be nice if, if I had that kind of influence, yet I see no evidence of that. And yet when I talk to you and what you just said there, you know, I'm reminded that, yes, I do have influence. And I guess when I – when I die, you know, I believe I'll be dead, of course, and I won't know anything. But my hope is that people will say, well, that Chandler dude, he was a weirdo. Okay, sure, he was a, he was a weirdo. He didn't know much, what he was talking about all the time. But he, but he did what he believed in, and he spoke honestly. And I hope that sets an example to people. Well, I also want to make mention that uh, – Asperger's, which you have Asperger's, correct? Yes. Well, there are many people that are in well-paid jobs with Asperger's, and um, 
I just want to say that it, 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 for some, it, it actually is a sign of a genius. It's just, you're just wired a little bit differently. Um, and for many, they're more focused on one or two things than like maybe the general population where it can almost seem like an obsession. But as long as it's not um, hurting you, then the things that you are like so focused on could be so much greater than the normal population actually i mean this is what i've read yes so i would i would i i'm sure that some people in the computer world that are making a lot of money have asperger's that was never um diagnosed because it's kind of like a new thing right i mean yeah. they weren't diagnosing it till when like in the 2000s, right? Yeah. And, you know, the, th the thing about it, Monique, is while, you know, I like, you know, I tried getting into computer programming. I tried doing some some weird stuff, with computers. I found out I didn't have the talent that I wished I had. But I'll, but I'll tell you one thing. Through my persistence, I've managed to find ways of recording and publishing these podcasts that I do with you and with the other people. And, and, and got it all set up where people all over the internet can listen to this stuff. And that is providing a valuable service to the world because, you know, letting people speak their opinions without censorship is very important because, as you know, we have a biased media. When people watch TV or listen to radio, they're getting, um, you know, opinions that are paid for, basically. It's like pe people who own things can make the people say what they want them to say, and if they don't, they'll just fire them. Whereas even though, yes, now I, I do hope that maybe someday we do make money off of the shows we do. That would be nice because we could, sure could use the money. I do like the fact that because money is not involved, people know when they are listening to us like right now that we're not being paid to say this, and therefore you know that – you can more more likely trust what we're saying because this isn't this isn't paid this isn't paid programming. We're saying what we believe. Yeah, you know there's a um, there's a radio company called Pacifica Radio, and they they have donors that call in and give the money, and they're <laughs> they're. Pledge times lasts for three weeks, and they have them four times a year. That's the only way that they are financed. They don't get grants. It's not like National Public Radio where there's, you know, a corporate grant or whatever. And, um, of course, they don't have commercials where companies can just buy airtime. So they're pretty truthful, I feel. Some of the people on there... I like better than others, um, but I feel that that is that is a pretty good model where the station can be compensated but not persuaded to speak um, on certain topics based on corporate financing. Now, one could say, well, what if a donor is dropping 10 grand? <laughs> you mean to tell me you're not going to talk about what they want? Well, I mean, I guess that it could happen, but I think for that model, 
those stations, it would be more like, well, what are these people like interested in? And that's what we're going to talk about. Not necessarily, oh yes, this person gave us this amount of money and we need to slant our show on this person's beliefs. I I don't feel that they do that. Yeah, I would hope not. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it would, it would be nice to have some donations because, you know, the world does go around on, you know, time is money, unfortunately. And, and that's what Donald Trump is about. Time is money to him. I don't think he would do many things for free unless it really gave him some sort of like top promotion or whatnot. Um, yeah. The reason he was able to do this presidency is he did campaign on his own money. And some of the money that he got wasn't, like, the cleanest way of getting money. I mean, I don't want to judge here, but he did, you know, he he owned casinos. People could lose their life savings in his casino. It's not his fault. I'm not saying that. And I'm not even saying there shouldn't be casinos. Because casinos could be, you know, a little fun as long as you keep it in moderation. But, um... You know, and and then I heard that he didn't pay people for their work and whatnot. And then he, like, hired temporary visa holders and whatnot, probably just, like, to avoid, um, you know, permanent paid staff. I'm I'm presuming this, but, like, he, he did hire people on visas and stuff. And I'm just saying that the financial reasons... The, the financial reasons that would, would make him do this. Not saying that he did, but there are financial benefits to doing things like that. So anyone that's, like, doing the type of business that he is is going to make more money than somebody who's not. <laughs> yeah. And, and what's interesting about money, Monique, is that money has a tendency to turn morality upside down. Because people do what gives them money rather than what's the right thing. And it's it's an interesting thing because this is another way of explaining how, how – another way of explaining that there's no free choice because of the fact that people are always torn because they want to do things for free and they want to devote all their time to a cause they believe in. And yet they have to work their jobs to earn money, to pay their bills, buy their food, pay their rent, and survive. And so it's like basically, Monique, I'm pretty sure that everyone feels like they wish they could just be like a ghost just floating around that does not have a body, that does not need to eat or drink, does not need heat or air conditioning, does not need clothes, doesn't, and therefore would not need money. Because if we were all just these weird beings that didn't have bodies and yet could still float around and talk and do stuff, then we wouldn't be using money because survival wouldn't be a problem. It's because of our physical limitations and the need for money in the society that all of us are compromised. And I mean all of us because all of us, the time that we have to spend working our jobs to make the money that we have to, if we did not need the money and didn't was, were, was, were not working that job, we would be doing something different with that same time. That we spend working our jobs. So the real question is, what would we be doing um, if we were not working those jobs? 
And I have a feeling, Monique, that it's probably we'd be doing the same things that we do when we are already not working our jobs. When we do have free time and the things that we do with that time, that is what we would be doing. If we never had to work, we'd be doing it all the time. Well, I think so. But now remember, not everyone is doing wonderful things with their free time. I mean, there are like a lot of people that just like sit in front of the TV all day or, you know, play like video games all day. Not saying that there there there's benefit out of everything. There is. But um, I feel that there are some that are more motivated in this world than others. And you can see that they oh, use yeah. their free time more wisely than those who who don't. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a valid point, Monique, because here's the deal. Like you said, some people are more motivated than others. And here's the deal. Now, a lot of people are going to disagree with this, just like they disagree with everything I say. But I do not believe that there are that there are lazy people versus hardworking people necessarily. I know a lot of people would disagree with that. But here's the deal is I feel that some people are more or less motivated because some people have more hope than others do. I feel like people who who have a passion, who have something that they like to do, um, or that that or something that they believe will make the world better, and they believe that they can make a positive difference, they will do that. They will either become happy doing what they love to do, whether it's whether it's art or or music or whatever it may be, or they'll be you know doing some cause whether it be just a moral cause or a political cause or whatever you know the some people they're motivated because they believe they can make a difference whereas some people let's just say they haven't found their calling in life and i feel that there's a lot of people they don't you're right they don't do a blasted thing with their free time that that is of any good they just zone out in front of the tv or whatever but maybe those people just haven't found their calling in life. Maybe they're waiting for a sign, something to tell them what they need to do in their life. You know what I mean? I think that we all have, like, I think everybody had a start of doing what they're doing. They all had a moment where something became important to them. And, for example, Monique, like, just I like to mention, you know, I wasn't always this I wasn't always the pro-life guy and I wasn't always a vegan. So clearly anybody can just guess that there were events that happened in my life where these things became important and one thing led to another until I ended up doing all these shows with everybody. Well, I think the country should give you a big grant and you should be able to earn your doctoral degree and and then this show would be by Dr. Chandler Klebs and possibly <laughs> Dr. Monique Lukens. And I think that our last names go well because if you say that your your last name means clover, well, a lot of people pronounce my last name Luckens. So clover and Luckens. Yeah, lucky luck. lucky clover. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really cute, you know? But yeah, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing about it is, I yeah, I feel that, you know, our society, it doesn't reward um, moral stuff as much as it just promotes, you know, the whatever, whatever brings um, money in. 
And that's absolutely. The... And it's wrong. Yeah. It just, ugh, I just, because I would have to say that there are a lot of sectors of the market that have more negatives than positives. And I can't go into all of them, but I've tried to stay away from those. And sometimes I think to myself, like, what if I just did something that I knew make, make would make like a lot of money, but have a negative impact on the world? And I don't want to do that. But um, Chandler and I were talking yesterday, folks, about this. Since Donald Trump is the we should call him the pre-president-elect because he's not the president-elect yet. Yes, I've, I've just named his new title, the pre-president-elect. Um, I, I think to myself, well, if this guy doesn't have any morals and he's going to take the most distinguished and honorable position of the whole world, then what the heck? Like, why can't I just, like, do whatever and not, like, think, you know, as long as it's not a crime, of course. Well, actually, he's apparently probably did crimes. <laughs> I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm not saying to do crimes, but something that, you know, it's legal, but it's not, you know, a, a positivity yet. It makes a lot of money. I mean, it's the the thought has crossed my mind. Cause like I'm an actor, I stay away from commercials that are junk <laughs> or, you know, meat, <laughs> any animal products, um, you know, chemicals, uh, you know, things that are, have just more negatives than positives. That's all I can say. I mean, everything has a negative to it, but if there's more negatives than positives, then like, why is it on the market? And I want to stay away from that kind of stuff. But those are the kinds of things that make the money. I look at these pharmaceutical commercials and it's like right up front, I could get $10,000 plus residuals. Residuals being, you know, after it's aired, then you get more money. And But, but I'm like, well, what can this... Is this drug necessary? Like, how many different types of side effects is it happening? Is is having on the body? Is it helping the person more than harming? And I would have to say that most of the pharmaceuticals they're harming more. That's why we see a long laundry list of things that hurt people when we see these commercials. Yeah. A lot of natural medicine is better than man-made medicine. I'm not saying that it's all bad. I can't say that, but I'd have to say that there have been so many people that have gotten hooked on man-made drugs. And then their doctors, they don't, they don't even take them off when they might not need it anymore because the doctors don't guide them properly. Like, okay, you should be eating this and this and this, like, cause they're really not taught because they only have one nutrition class that they legally have to take in medical school, yeah. which doesn't make sense to me since the body runs on food. Yes, exactly. You know? And I understand, Monique, that, see, look, if if everybody knew how to eat healthy and was doing it, that then doctors and hospitals would make less money because people would be sick less often. And so it's not financially profitable to educate people on how to be healthy. And that's why I like Sanders. The main thing was the education. Okay, like I got scholarships and whatnot, but still there was some money that I had to use. Not my parents helped me. Um, so I didn't have to have any ungodly loans at the end of the education. Unfortunately, I'm in debt now, but when I got out of college, I didn't have that. And for people not to be able to get an education because they can't afford it, if they're really intelligent and they want to utilize their mind to like, do something with it. I think that, that that that's tragic. 
Yeah. Like even you, Chandler. Uh, I mean, I feel that if you had some degrees behind you, you could be getting more money and whatnot. Um, because that's the way it works, you know. Not yeah. even saying that you're less intelligent than somebody that has a degree. Not saying that because I think that you're you're well read, you're well, you know, a good communicator and stuff. Because some people that have degrees, they really can't put it to work so great. I mean, not everybody. But yeah. what I'm trying to say though is that the paper does account for something. So, and I think that you you have high possibilities if you went through the uh, that chain. But the fact is, it does cost money, or you get grants. So, yeah. and that's why I wanted stand. I wanted people to have that free college education. You know, the basic. If they couldn't, and of course that in some ways that makes me a little like envious. I'm like, well, I didn't have that. You know. Well, you know, my parents had to like spend their money. I, you know, I it crossed my mind, but I'd rather have people educated than not, because with non-education comes things with just fighting and abuse. Oh, yeah. I, you, you know, that that's what I feel. Yes, I agree. See, look, everybody, look. It, what's really ironic, Monique, is that not everybody seems to agree that education is important, and yet. They want the results that of educated people. More yes. educated people means less crime. It means less poverty. Yes. It it mean it yes. mean it means all kinds of things that are better for society if people are educated. And it's one of those weird things like people in they they talk about rights. They talk about the right to this, you know, the the right to own guns or or the or the right to life or what whatever but here's the deal if people look if people can't afford their food or their housing and they die of homeless and starving then what good is their right to life let's face it monique rights don't exist not really because it's if you have what you need to survive and if you have what you need to be educated you become educated and you survive if you don't have those things because they aren't given to you and you were not given the opportunity to work for them, you don't have them. So let's face it, there's an inequality. It's not like we actually have inalienable rights. <laughs> well, I do understand that. And then, you know, there's orphans that grew up in orphanages or whatnot, and I wonder what kind of, you know, some of them get out of the system, but some of them kind of become lackeys for the rest of their life because they kind of don't know better and whatnot. And... I'm not saying that look people helping other people that's a great thing but to be forced to be someone's like assistant if you don't want to do that then that's not fair I feel that there's some people that are better as a support system than the actual doer just because of different things personalities different experiences education but um Supporters are very valuable. I just don't want somebody to like think that they have to be someone's lackey like working for Donald Trump because, you know, because he kind of like manipulated them into thinking, oh, you know, stay with me. I'll take care of you. Like, like, and they don't like know better. Jeez, I hate to keep harping now on him. I'm feeling guilty. But I do know that people like had his back because he always like treat it like those who were like little like well that like backed him up I, I heard this like when I was working in Atlantic City I don't know if it's true 
I mean, that's good as long as no one is like somebody's lackey and as long as they're appreciated. But I mean, I'm not really sure how much he appreciates people. In some instances, it seemed like he appreciated his family and whatnot. I do want to mention one more thing um, on the Trump thing. I'm going to have to wrap the show up soon because this film's going to start. But um, the people that are protesting the uh, Trump pre-win, they they put up a sign that said, Rape Melania. And I just think that that's so hard. I mean, you know, imagine what she thinks. If she has any sensitivity, I would, well, even if she doesn't, that's scary. Um, if somebody put that up because somebody that I was affiliated with did, you know, things or whatever, that would hurt me. I know that that would hurt me. Um, she did say that no one should have said what he said with that remark, grab, her, grab them in the, you know what? Um, yeah. But she never really stood up for the other women. I mean, she didn't call them liars. I wish that she would have stood up. And here's why I think that people are doing it, because they want Trump to know, like, hey, you know, you had all these women accuse you. What if it was your wife? Also, um, the thing that he said, even if he didn't do anything and he just said that one recording, even in, you know, jest or whatnot. It didn't sound like jest to me, really. Um, You know, what if we did that to your wife? How would you feel? Or any, like, female member of his family, how would he feel? I'm sure he would feel different ways of different people. Um, And I think that that's why they, they did that. But how they could have said it, instead of, like, putting that horrible message... It's wrong, and I don't condone it. But they could have said, Trump, what if it was your family member that someone said that about? What if it was your family member that spoke out and people called them liars? How would you feel? Well, I don't know if you could get that all on a sign. But you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Giving the action of to do some such violation to this person that really didn't do anything to us. Oh, and another reason I think they might have done it is because he made some statement that if, like, it's a known terrorist, that their whole family should be wiped out. Yes, and my friends brought that yeah, up. They mentioned exactly. that in a previous podcast. And that that just sounds really bad, you know, the idea of, of wiping out someone's whole family just because you believe them to be a terrorist, then you kill off their whole family. It's like, well, who's the terrorist now? Yeah, I mean, the thing to do for that would be to take them into custody, <laughs> because yeah. uh, m- many times this the, this the family is in conspiracy with you know the perpetrator in those countries, but it does not mean that we we know that for a fact and that we should kill like the whole family, and just like Melania. I mean, you know, I'm sure that she's thinking there. I'm sure she's thinking a lot right now. Even if she didn't know this kind of stuff, <laughs> now that it's like smack in her face, um, she's been, you know, silent about it because she doesn't want to lose her position or whatnot, which I, it, that's why I didn't vote for Hillary, because if she's dismissing women because of Bill, it's the same thing. So I am not a lover of Melania, 
but she didn't do anything wrong that somebody would say that. And you know what? I mean, no, I mean, it's just wrong. It, as I said before, rape is murder of the spirit as, as far as I'm concerned. And yes, you can get over it. And no, it doesn't mean you're like ruined for life because you have a right to take back your soul and your spirit. I'm just saying that that that's what the perpetrator kind of does unless they don't know what they're doing. And there are some cases where they don't know what they're doing, you know, if they're mentally ill or they're like maybe a young child or whatever. So, yeah, you know, my, my thing, Monique, is I feel like if people actually knew what they were doing, there's a lot of things they would not be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we better end the show on that note unless there's something else you'd like to talk to talk about. Well, there is one final statement I would like to make. While of course it's it's no secret that none of us neither no first of all neither you or I are fans of Trump, obviously, anybody who's been listening, and neither are any of my other co-hosts on the other shows. None of the people that I am in close contact with are, are big fans of Trump. And so, yes, there is a lot of criticism of Trump for sure because he's, he's said some, some, some weird and pretty scary, dangerous-sounding things. But at the same time, I just think it's important to realize that even though I don't in any way think Trump is a moral person and he's done wrong, at the same time, I understand that in a sense, he is just one other life form. He is another another human, another animal, you know. And I also understand that had I been born having his genetics and had, had I been raised the exact same way as him and had all the same experiences, then I would have ended up being just like him. And that's why it's just so important to realize that we really can't blame people, but I think it's important that just because we can't blame people doesn't mean that we can't say that what they did is is wrong because there are some things that are wrong. Murder is wrong. Rape is wrong. I, I strongly believe those statements, you know, and well, that's why it's important to talk like about this these important issues. Blessings for that statement. You're absolutely right. And uh, let's hope that there could be corrective measures to get the right person in the candidacy. I mean, in the seat. And if not. Let's hope for some rehabilitation, maybe say some prayers, you know, Wh whatever you believe, good energy works. I have to go. You can wrap up the show yourself. Thank you, Chandler. Yeah, very well. Yes. You just listened to episode 11 of Celibate Vegan Compadres with Chandler Klebs and Monique Lukens. And I just want to take this moment to say that I think this is probably one of our best episodes we ever did, if not the best, because we both got to say a lot of important things that needed to be said about this election that I feel that I haven't had a chance to really express until now. And it, we really lucked out that Monique and I were able to do this tonight um, because we didn't have any recordings um, in preparation and tomorrow is the 15th and so I'll be publishing this on the 15th as as our usual schedule I publish episodes on the 1st and the 15th of each month so yes um, I hope that somebody got some benefit out of this because even years when this election is 
long past and people have forgotten all about it. We will still have said some things that are very relevant to people of all times and all countries and all different walks of life. So yes, this has been Celibate Vegan Compadres. Thank you for listening and goodbye.